I have slurred it. Slurred Allow it. me to enunciate more clearly. Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff and I'm here as always with my good friends Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. These guys always bicker, bicker, bicker about the Mount Rushmore of life. Four things that most emblematically represent uh, something. And this time around, we're talking about the Mount Rushmore of annoying things at concerts. Whose idea was this? So this one is mine. And I think I got the idea, Michael and I were like chatting on IM. We, we had both gone to separate concerts like within a day or two of each other. And we were just talking about like things that happened at the concerts that kind of pissed us off or were annoying things that maybe as we got older, especially kind of got to be a little bit more, more than we could handle about going to concerts. We had like a collective empathy towards each other's concert yeah. experience. Okay. It's just like, Oh my God, I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. And, and so I, yeah, maybe it is, I don't go to as many concerts as I used to. I used to go to a lot of concerts mm-hmm. and now, so when I go, it's like, I don't have time for that bullshit. Nope. What's a show versus a concert versus, um, Oh, something like do you when you're talking about a big like is this like a thousand people is it like could be both okay i don't okay. think any of these are particularly no it could okay. be it could be a you know smaller venue it could be a big open air okay Manila. but it's but it's not the symph- symphony orchestra playing at no, the red no. cat no we're not we're okay. not talking about the la film okay 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 all right like a, ro- a rock show, a rock and or a rock and or roll yeah, with I, the dungarees i do get mad at the uh, you know the third violin yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Almost every time. When Dudamel shows up late, I don't think everybody's going Dudamel. Dudamel. <laughs> okay, uh Richard's choice, so Michael starts. Uh opening bands. Three opening bands? Oh yeah. Listen, get over yourself, headliners. Yeah. Uh how popular do you think you are? I'm here to see you and not these other clowns. Right. I think the thing that mostly gets me all worked up is there's rarely an opening band that I want to see that is added on with the, to whatever band that I paid money to go see. Yeah. Uh, usually it's some sort of, I don't know, a band that either the headliner is is brought along either contractually, they're on the same yeah. label, yeah. or it's a band that they particularly like mm-hmm. that no one else <laughs> yeah. does. Yeah. But the thing that really twists my panties in a bunch is when they're say, when they say, all right, we got one more song for you. And then that song that they play is like a nine-minute opus with all these different like deviations and solos, and it's a four-minute song, and you're you extend it to nine minutes, and therefore are just extending the night. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm I'm getting old. I want to see my band mm-hmm. before ten o'clock. I don't I don't like when an opening act tries to be self-effacing and oh. does the whole like, oh no, you're not here to see us, ha ha ha. Uh huh. Like, yeah, it's not rock and roll. Mm-hmm. That's not going to win me over. That just makes <laughs> me feel sad. Do Does an opening band, um, are they really warming up the audience? Or are they, is it, is it, it's not like foreplay where it's kind of, it's going to make the sex even better. No, I think they only kind of help get the audience lubricated a little bit. Yeah. They get those three $13 gin and tonics yeah. in you. Okay. And they kind of extend that process. In the way, so it's the, the headliner benefits because you've come in and you've had some drinks and you're warmed up. It gives people time to kind of straggle in if it's a nine o'clock. There's show starts too. at nine. Yeah. So people know, okay, I can really get there by like 
Oh, that's that's on my list too. I am I am a serial on time person. Just yeah. if we're in going life, in yeah. life, if we're going out to dinner, like we went out to dinner with some friends the other night, like it was supposed to be there at eight o'clock. We were there at seven fifty-seven. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, just because we knew that, I'm just I can't operate that way. Yeah. Like showing up at eight fifteen to a dinner seems weird. At a it's party, rude, yeah. at a party, it's it's different. But like, yeah. If it's dinner or if it's a movie, let's mm-hmm. just be there on time. And I never know when to show up because of the opening bands. Because I never know how many opening bands. Doors are at 8. Show's at 9. Who? Which show? Who, which show? Who's starting? Yeah. yeah. They're not showing up. They're not playing till 10.30. Oh, my God. And if it's a work Done. night, you're effed. Because it might be 11 p.m. before the headliner gets on. And yeah. you've, you've, yeah, you feel like an asshole. I, uh, is it a corollary to this? Which is the rare time when you're actually really only there to see the opening act. That happened recently. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, it happened to me. I went to see Brendan Benson, and he was opening for Ben Queller. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, okay. uh, sha, sha. Party, party foul for you. Shadu. Did you stay to see Ben Queller? Well, you should. Oh, you should have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we saw. I stayed for about like half the set. To my defense, most of the crowd was like 15 year old girls who were screaming and wouldn't shut up. When we, when we eventually do Mount Rushmore of concerts, your I've defense been to, will be important in court. When, uh, yes. <laughs> when, yeah. I think that, I think I'll be held up. I've got a Ben Queller story for that one. Oh, you do? Yeah. But I went to see Brendan Benson, and I'm super excited about that. All these other, like I said, 15 year old girls just want to see Ben Queller do Shasha, and uh, it was just weird. I so I went and I felt like I paid full price, and I got like an hour's worth of whatever yeah. I wanted out of yeah. it. The one thing I really do like, or I always notice with like opening bands too, is that there is a button on the mixing board that makes them sound worse. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's the suck button. Yeah, they just, they, either the suck button is pressed in, or they need to flip it, or they need to press the. Yeah. Uh, everything sounds ten times better for the headliner. Yeah. It's just amazingly I think it's contractual. Always, like, yeah. yeah. Mixed. Yeah. Just. Crappy <laughs> enough that you're like that when you know when Interpol comes on, you're like, oh my god, this yeah. sounds like the, I'm listening on my headphones. Yeah. It's amazing. I think is something akin to I. I grew up in the '70s essentially, and our hi-fi had a button that says tone on it. It's like treble, bass, everything all rolled into one button. I remember could, those. It yeah. should just say suck because if you, if you turn it to one way, it sounds good. Turn it the other way, it sounds horrible. All right, uh, Richard, what's your f- uh, opening act? Uh, my opening act is the person who doesn't understand when to stand up or sit down. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. This person. Is this a Catholic uh, service are you talking about? Or yeah, a exactly. concert? It's <laughs> the type of concerts I usually go to. Over at the, so uh, saith the Lord. Yeah. It's the person who just doesn't read the flow of the performance right or the mood of the crowd. This is happens a lot in... Not, you know, your your shows where you don't have general admission, so you've got seats. But then some yahoo decides to stand up. Like, you can stand up for the first song, right? Okay, that's fine. But then second song, okay. It's a Ben Folds concert. Let's, let's yeah. It's Rufus Wainwright or whatever. Yeah. You don't need to go nuts over yeah. this. Then you can sit back down. Mm-hmm. But then if, like, a special guest comes out, then you can stand up. But there's always that one person who's still standing up even mm-hmm. though everyone else has sat down and invariably they're near the front so yeah. then other people need to stand up to see around them then you've got half the crowd who has to stand up because there's one yahoo yeah or everyone else is standing because you know an amazing they, special guest is coming out and this they, person's like what oh, or no. they played the single like their big hit single 
Yes. Like, that's the one that makes everyone, yeah. that you know, the radio single that everyone mm-hmm. stands up. I went to a show like that where I, I saw, like, uh, Death Cab at the Hollywood Bowl, and there was this goon, like, sitting next <laughs> to us that was there to hear one song, and then as soon as that song played, they they just left. He's like, I got to get out. That's get incredible. Out. Let's oh, get well. out of here. And yeah. it was, like, 25 minutes into it, and uh-huh. it's like, okay, we got another hour and a half to go, but... Go for Get it. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, here's Old Meat the Body. He's, he's good to go. I, that might have been the song. This is also kind of related to this. It's not one of my picks, but the person who either shouts for the hit single the whole night, <laughs> as if, you know, Fastball isn't going to be playing the way yeah, when you yeah. see them at the state fair, yeah, or the guy who shouts for the obscure B-side the whole night right. because he wants to prove that he's cooler. Yeah. Than every other person who's there because mm-hmm. he knows. I don't know why I'm ever surprised when assholes, people who are assholes in one place are still assholes in another place. Right. You know, if you're an asshole in the office around the water cooler, you're going to be an asshole at a concert too and do stupid it's, shit. I think it all goes in this idea of we have a general compact when we go to a show. Yeah. This is the type of show it is. You're not going to go, you're not going to start a mosh pit. At, at the recital, your ch- child's recital. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you might, but that's, <laughs> hey, look. Andrew, Andrew Bird whistles. <laughs> There's no mosh pit that's involved yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. It's, so it's like that. We all have a kind of a, a social on contract. How we're going to yeah. act, and you're not going to stand up at the wrong time and screw people up, and you're not going to sit down when everyone else is standing. Yeah, because then you look like a total like dork. Mm-hmm. This is great. That kind of leads into my next. Okay, pick, uh, which is listen, you six foot four inch gorillas. My wife is five foot two. <laughs> Don't stand in front of my wife so purposefully and be so obtuse to everything that is going around. Yeah. I understand that you're there to see the show and you're not there to stand in front of my wife or maybe you're not doing it purposefully, mm-hmm. but you know. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like you mentioned like a few weeks ago, you were talking about like subconsciously not paying your taxes or not figuring yeah. it out. Like you 100% know when a person is so much smaller than you yeah. struggling to look over your shoulder to see the band and maybe you're pulled along by like your girlfriend mm-hmm. to stand there or... But there's a weird, like, I'm so conscious of myself at a concert of a, a smaller person in front of me or yeah. behind me. And, like, I try to move around because I understand we've all paid the same amount of money to be there. But it's so weird when, like, so many people, like, shut themselves off. Like, they only see, like, whatever's in front of them that's on the stage. Yeah. They're, like, 100% okay with mm-hmm. being kind of a yeah. dick to whatever's behind them as if. Yeah, that just doesn't exist. I do think people have, since the advent of home video or watching television at home, and how that experience uh, reduces the manners you might show um, when seeing a live event around other people. Mm-hmm. Like people, I think they're so focused on the entertainment experience, and the cost of it is some somewhat exorbitant that they have chosen to ignore the the needs of others. That's not fair. <laughs> you there's, know, there's a certain sense of like survival of the fittest on the floor. Like, especially if you're, you know, if you're one of those people that are going up to the front and have to be at the front, and you're pushing your way all the way through. Yeah. I, I kind of get that. But when you're 40 feet back from the stage and you're all just trying to get a good view of whoever is on there. Yeah. It seems so, like, um, strange uh, and rude. My second know. one is pushing to the front of the stage. Okay. There you go. I'm really happy how this is all dovetailing here. Yeah. So, let's. Even worse, if you happen to be the six foot, you know, if you're basically Kareem Abdul-Jabbar growing his hair out, 
and you decide to push to the front of the stage. That's even worse. And I, and I know I did this when I was younger, mm -hmm. when I was like in high school, early college. I'm short and I'm I'm kind of wiry. We used to be wiry, and I could like just worm my way up to the front, which I also had to do because short. Yeah. If I mm -hmm. didn't get near the front, not quite as good of a sightline necessarily. Yeah. But you know what? Most of the time, you're not seeing anything more special. Yeah. You just it's louder. Yeah. Ears are going to ring more, but you're not going to get that much more of an experience being. Especially the people who have to fight to get, push people all the way to get like five feet ahead. Mm -hmm. That happened to me when I see the replacements. Um, you know, I got there late-ish, kind of got my space, like kind of was at the Palladium about midway up. You pissed a circle around yourself that no one else could cross <laughs> over. I tried. And some guy just, you know, right as the show starts, guy who's like six foot one just kind of slides up right in front yeah. of me. And it's like, look. Again, social contract here. Yeah. If you're tall and you happen, if you've been there the whole night and you kind of wind up in the front, got it. Probably try to go try and go off to the side, but okay. But don't be the guy who just elbows me out of the way when I've been here the whole time. I've kind of got my little space mm -hmm. planted. There's also a weird, uh, or uh, I think there's also an understanding that there's a difference between men and women. Can we all agree? And that, yeah, like, there are several differences between men and women. I would agree with one that. One of them is that the, you know, 15-year-old girl that's holding on to her best friend and, like, trying to pull themselves to the front, I kind of accept that. Yeah. It's fine. You, you're you younger, you're impetuous, and you're trying to stay together with your friend. And mm -hmm. you, Okay, so be it. Yeah. If you're lugging your six-foot-five-inch gorilla <laughs> boyfriend to the front as well, like, yeah. at some point, I'm like... That's enough. It's enough. I, we, I think every episode we bring up some of the people who have an attitude of the world's uh, – all, all, all the best things in the world are mine to steal from other mm -hmm. people <laughs> like, and have uh, no consideration for those. These are, the, well, these are the type of people who are convinced that if they can get to the front of the stage, they can make a connection with the band. They're going to make a funny joke during, at the end of a song – or they're the one who's going to request the really obscure song, or they're going to make some sort of bad sexual entendre that the band's going to go, hey, this guy's cool. <laughs> Come backstage afterward. Yeah. Guarantee yeah. you this is happening in their heads. Yeah. I'm going to be the coolest, best fan they ever saw. Mm -hmm. And when they get off the stage at the end of the night, first thing they're going to say to each other is, hey, did you see that guy in the Wings <laughs> t-shirt? That guy fucking rocked. I, One exception, or one Thing I actually don't mind the hot chicks pushing up towards the front is growing up in Kansas City when major acts would come through you kind of wanted them to come back and if, <laughs> if they had the impression that Kansas City was the place with the you know the these hulking <laughs> dudes fat dudes in a in a police synchronicity t-shirt only <laughs> and not a bunch of hot babes maybe they wouldn't I don't know that's a weird thing to say I also think people are out the times I've been to Vegas most recently, you, you'll find people who go to Vegas a lot and consider it as just kind of entertainment. And there's people going there to have an experience in which they can leave in Vegas. I'm coming here to have an incredible experience. And if I don't do something outrageous or get close to the fire in some way, it's not an incredible experience that I can go back and tell my friends I did this crazy thing. They have to pretend it's like 
the movie bachelor party. The movie bachelor party. If they have to or the, be... the, the, the hangover or something. Yeah. If I'm in the front row, then maybe I'm going to be Courtney Cox in the dancing in the dark video, and I'll be pulled out of hello. obscurity. By the way, also, <laughs> hello. Um, so, okay. At this time where you introduce the new single... This is song off our new album, okay. otherwise known as Gotta Take a Leak. Yeah, I'm going to go get a beer. Go for I'll it, yeah. Right Richard, totally right. This is midway through the show uh, where um, the keyboard player gets to sing the song that he wrote, and uh, everybody else kind of shrugs their <laughs> shoulders and rolls their eyes, and they go off stage for a while. Um, and Jeff, the host, says something like, hey, we want you to uh, be in the band with us, join the the um, concert making ensemble and uh, join us on social media. Mount Rushmore podcast.com is our website. Uh, you can go to Mount Rushmore podcast on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and interact with us. We'd love to hear your opinions, get your feedback and get your suggestions for future episodes. We'd also love if you go to iTunes and rate and review the uh, episodes and the podcasts and then go listen to old episodes it really helps us to uh, raise awareness for this podcast if you're um, catching up on all the things we've done in the past if you give us a review on itunes it's like being at the front of the stage yeah we're gonna notice you we're gonna say that is the coolest fan that we have we'll invite you backstage yeah. afterwards maybe get you get you some booze maybe a little bump or something yeah I'll if you have any leftover uh you know uh yeah groupies groupies maybe we'll follow your way that's right yeah you can sleep with the the the, the guy who works in the mixing board or something like that. Go for it. Yeah. Um, here's a broken drumstick <laughs> and a guitar pick from the bass player. Why did they even use those? So uh, it's the second half. Um, the rest of the band has just come back on stage after the keyboard player uh, played his song that's the lead song on the second side of the new album. And uh, Michael, what's your third choice? Uh, you cell phone people. Oh, yeah. Listen. You're not Ann Leibovitz. Woof. You're not Herb Ritz. You're not even Ritz Leibovitz, who is possibly the best photographer of all time. Best iPhone photographer ever. And the number one tile salesman in the <laughs> Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, you are there experiencing a concert live, and you are uh, just blocking people's mem uh, other people's vision yeah with your cell phone that you're holding up to record this yeah. in a poor audio and the video is going to be terrible or the picture is going to be bad. It's never as good as you think it's going to be. And meanwhile, you're not experiencing the show. And meanwhile, all you're doing is you're concerned about whether you, you know, you got all of that song or not yeah. recorded so you can upload to YouTube. And, you know, maybe if there's a couple of them, that's fine. Or if it's like the first song. Yeah. Or if something special happens. All right. But concerts are never like the Verizon commercial. Yeah. They, they never turn into... That's weird. Oh that's amazing. <laughs> Verizon just <laughs> sent me a text message. Yes, wait, they are. Concerts are exactly like that Verizon commercial. <laughs> Mount Rushmore podcast, sponsored by Verizon, you guys. Concerts aren't on like the roof of like some cool downtown loft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where people are... Like there's market lights everywhere uh -huh. and yeah. they're just beautifully shot. Like they just... And they don't translate that way. Yeah, it is akin to taking a photo outside the window of your airplane or something that I was looking at. That's not going to. There used to be like that kind of agreement where you'd go into a venue, you know, before like the age of cell phones and mm -hmm. iPhones specifically, that was there was no, you know, live recording of yeah. this event. But now that your phone is just tied into your camera mm -hmm. and it's in your video recording device and it's all. It's all in one. Like, I think they just kind of gave up. 
And I think probably bands and venues kind of just accepted being like, well, if more people can still see this, more people will go out to concerts yeah. and more people will listen to music. Because so the 250 views you're going to get off of your grainy, looks like it was shot sure. by a potato video is really... Uh, a friend of mine actually got uh, her camera taken away at a Kids in the Hall concert we went to. Oh, wow. Because they thought she was recording something. There's only one time that... Um, Kids in the Hall need is all the help they can get, right? <laughs> well, this is back in the 90s. Okay. All right. still a thing. Okay. There's only one time that I went to a concert that actually felt like like that kind of Verizon commercial with all the screens lit up yeah. and everything was beautiful. Uh, Emily and I went to uh, a two-door cinema club concert at the Hollywood Palladium, mm-hmm. which is just a great venue. Yeah. And we were standing up on like the second level, like we got a drink, and just it was just a sea of... 20-somethings and teenagers yeah. all holding up their beautiful Samsung Galaxy phones. <laughs> and, uh, like, the entire thing. There you go. Richard's doing it. He's waving it back and forth like a lighter now. Don't do that, by the way. That's a, also <laughs> ancillary thing. Don't do that. But it was it was amazing. Like, it was like, oh, this is what it, this is supposed to yeah. look like. Yeah. Okay, Richard, what's your third? One more thing about that. I went to, the repl- I went to a replacements concert that I mentioned. People had iPad like iPads. Yeah, out I, see this. I see that at Disneyland, <laughs> not at concerts. I mean, the phone is bad enough, but the iPad—it's not going to get. Yeah. It's not going to get make a better. bigger picture. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's not how this works. Yeah, you know that's I could, I gotta say that this problem has been around for centuries, and there was in Mozart's journal he was talking about people getting out of canvas to paint at the concert. <laughs> like, just draw, draw a little sketch, <laughs> a sketchbook, a little you notebook. Need. You don't need. The big canvas with the watercolors. And Having said that, my next choice is the person who sings along with every song. I didn't show up to hear you sing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, again, it's context. If you go to see Oasis and they start playing Don't Look Back in Anger and you're at, like, you know, Wembley or something. Yeah. Sure, go for it. Right, your collective sound reverberates yeah. and sounds good and you feel like a part of something yeah. and you understand that the band is probably expecting you to do this it's let me a hear big you sing yeah. along yeah. part and everything usually that's every cold play song yeah basically <laughs> but if you're like at a i don't know a, a waves concert or something nobody wants to hear you sing it's not a situation where where anyone wants to hear you sing mm-hmm. and invariably you're gonna you're a terrible singer nobody ever sings along at the concert and someone stops him after and says, you know what? You're a really good singer. Yeah, I've, bon- got a, I've got a band. Yeah, bon- Bono stops and grabs him on stage and says, I've been doing this for 40 years and <laughs> I didn't realize it. He just quits on the spot. <laughs> I, quits, I, I, I finally over. found someone better. Here's my card. I manage people who sing along to concerts. <laughs> I think you've got a career. <laughs> you've got what it is. <laughs> to sing along to some stuff. Which again, I think falls into that category of I am in my own little world. I have paid my 50 bucks plus the $30 Ticketmaster fee. Yeah. To show up to this concert, so I get to do whatever I feel like makes my concert experience better, even if it clearly and obviously is going to make the experience much worse for everyone around. Me. Right, right. It's very it, selfish. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just this mentality of maybe it's because tickets are so expensive. God, t- tickets are expensive now. I I, I don't like I, said, I don't go to a lot of concerts anymore, but you can't get in the door of a concert. For under 75 bucks, if it's like mm-hmm. a, a decent venue. I was thinking about this the other day. I almost put that on my list as just the rising costs of concerts. Looking back at like older shows that I've gone to and 
you know, from 15 years ago and tickets were 15 bucks. And yeah, that was about it. A couple dollar service charge. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if there's a, a show that I've been to where I've left feeling. And, and maybe it's just because we're getting older. But like, I, I don't know if there's one that I've left feeling like I got I got took. Oh, okay. Maybe, but I also think like, I yes, there. I agree that yeah. I mean, that factually, they are getting more expensive. But like, maybe I just ex- enjoy the concert experience so much, in spite of all the things that we've said so yeah. far. Where like, I didn't leave being like, I paid forty dollars for that ticket, and that yeah. was it. Yeah, it's always it's always been like. Well, I would say this. I think that's probably true, but I'm also much more selective in the concerts that I go to. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna pay. 50 bucks to go see a band that I know something about and I've heard a couple of songs on the radio but they're playing today and I like a couple of songs I heard so let's go give them a shot like I yeah. used to do you know that's, 15 years that's ago. definitely true I, I haven't done the like spur of the moment I mean it, it's so hard to today too like if you're not buying the tickets the day they go on sale it's yeah it's getting increasingly more difficult mm-hmm. to like whatever StubHub tickets, I don't think it works out as well as you think it does. Do you? I, I as I've gotten older, will um, pay a certain amount. Like I would pay about, I'd pay like fifty bucks to go see an act that I like, and then if they were going to pay in my play in my living room, I would pay them five thousand dollars so I didn't have to go into <laughs> Hollywood to go to that bar and see it. Or if they were to play it at, at six p.m. Or if they were to play at noon on a Saturday, right. I would play $2,000 for a ticket. It's always the Tuesday night, yeah. 9 o'clock show oh, yeah. over at the, uh, at the El Cid. Or, yeah. or, uh, well, our, our friend and listener of the show, Austin, had um, Ben Lee play in his backyard, right? Yeah. Because like wasn't like his sister a big Ben Lee fan? Yeah. You, you were there. I didn't get it was invited because gr- I'm was a great. loser. Yeah. Well, it was, listen, it was the show of the lifetime. No, it it was a really fun show. It was just a really sweet backyard performance, and I guess he does a lot of them like that. And it's weird to see, like, a real yeah. artist up close. Like he he like live periscoped it, and it was silly. Wow. And he just played. He just it was just him and his guitar, and he played mm-hmm. songs, and people kind of sang along. And oh, it right was on. a real strange, sweet moment mm-hmm. in an LA music. Was scene. anyone standing up in, in his backyard that should have been standing up? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, what's your fourth? Uh, it's me, being old, oh, getting no. older forever. Oh, this there's podcast nothing, just there's, imploded. There's nothing more like annoying, knowing that like you love going to concerts, and that you love a certain band, and you know a band inside and out, and you love you love the new album, and you're there, and you're there early, and you're enjoying it, and no matter what you can do, you're consistently and constantly just becoming the old person <laughs> at the concert that all the 20 year olds look at you as just like an ancient yeah what's his grandpa dying. doing here yeah. like it's amazing like i you know i i don't think i look super old but like you know you look old yeah and you and you start to like feel old you're like why am i at a rock show i'm 37 <laughs> and i can't believe it yeah. and like the next step is you're like buying tickets to the playboy jazz festival at the hollywood bowl <laughs> and like that, that's just your life that's now your is, life. <laughs> is you have you know season passes to uh, the hollywood bowls you know la phil show and you're like okay or there's the other version of this which is what i have which is i now feel like i cannot go see a, like a new band mm. or a young band Anything I see anymore is like a band that you've seen. I before. liked when I was mm. yeah. twenty one or twenty five or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
like the replacement show that I went to, where I saw Squeeze or something like that, yeah. where it's, and I went to that replacement show and we've talked about them on the show before. And it was just, I never got to see them when they were around. And this was like that second amazing chance. Yeah. And it was a fabulous show. And I looked around and everyone was my age or older. And you just had that feeling looking around of like, it's not just that we're here at a concert. It was like, it's, we made it. We survived. <laughs> like, look around us. We, we're we still here. Yeah. Whatever bullshit happened in our lives from, mm-hmm. you know, 85 or whatever on, we're still here. And that's that counts for something. Yeah. And so it's like, those are the type of shows I feel really comfortable at. But yeah, if I'm going to go to the, the Echo, you know, or, or some like Al's Bar or something and see some like, you know, hip indie band, I am not that guy and I am not comfortable. <laughs> I think rock and roll tends to do that. It pushes you like gradually from, you know, the front of the stage and then it pushes you through like the mosh pit yeah. and it pushes you to the back of the floor. Then it pushes you to your seats your you know specific seats in the balcony then eventually like pushes you home and you're just <laughs> listening to things on like a bose headset headset and you're just like all right this sounds good but richard i th- i think that you're in a very interesting spot right now cuz you have a daughter that in the next few years is probably going to start getting into music and getting into rock and roll and then you're going to be like cool dad that gets to take his daughter to concerts and then you've got to kind of traverse that sort of <laughs> Go to deal, the... which, which sounds like, like to me, like one day I hope to have kids and I, I want to be like kind of goofy dad yeah. that takes his kids to a rock and roll show. And but it's like, like, it's like, and that... I call it a rock and roll show yeah. and drives him, <laughs> drive him crazy. You know? Well, it's like that weird, but it's like that weird thing where it's like, I am pretty sure Vivian's not going to have my taste in music. And I kind of hope she doesn't. I mean, I didn't have my parents' taste in music. My parents are also a lot older than I was, but yeah, I, I don't... Enjoy laser blast music, because that's <laughs> what you're going to be listening to. You guys should go to the website. I'm going to post in the show notes an Onion article that was about cool dad can't understand why kids... Why, why, why daughter doesn't like... It was like replacements <laughs> or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It was like the cool dad trying to push like all the... I want to make sure my, my kid like knows all the... Great music. Here, look. Check out this in MC5 album. Mm-hmm. And it's like the kid just wants to listen to like One Direction yeah. or whatever. And that's fine. Be a kid. Listen to shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did. Eventually, I figured it out. But My I wife and I were walking down Los Feliz to get try to tr- cross at Vermont and Los Feliz. Wherever the Greek and unloads. Oh, yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah, Los Feliz. Los Feliz. And... Um, or Los Feliz. Chance the Rapper the had a concert last night. The place where the Greek night. unloads is a whole different bar. <laughs> Don't go there. That's not tzatziki sauce. <laughs> that that might be like uh, Oil Can Harry's on Ventura. Oh, boy. Um, uh, and Chance the Rapper had played, and it, I had read on the internet, here's this guy who has never released an album. He's really? YouTube famous. He hasn't released an album. He's like that... Mixtapes, uh, maybe? Yeah, like that Macklemore guy. He never had a label. He just... You never had. He, he's a YouTube guy or mixtapes or something like that. And all these kids were just all beautiful. And f- they seemed like they're 15. They're probably 19 or 20. And they're all on their phones. And I just remember feeling like I'm, I might as well just step 
into a gra- open grave and just lie down down there and wait. And also, they, they will be there with shovels. With shovels, yeah, just, just piling that dirt. There's an app that helps bury you. Yeah, throw us your phone <laughs> first. <laughs> and uh, and as you get older, you start to realize like your 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 ability to get gauge other people younger people's age. Oh yeah, it's way off. Yeah, like could be a teenager, could be 23. That's what I told the judge at yeah. least. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, so um, cell phone people, Michael, your last one was what? We, what were we calling that? Just being old. Being old. Being old. Oh, you himself. Being yeah, old. Okay. Me. Okay. And then my last one. So it's time for the encore, guys. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. The actual encore. <laughs> the pretense of it. It's bullshit. We all know it's bullshit. We all know what's happening here. You have planned an encore. Because after an hour and a half, you need 10 minutes or five minutes or whatever. Get off stage. Get your mics and everything retuned. Mm -hmm. You're going to go take a piss, drink a beer, do a line, whatever you need to do for five minutes. Wiggles, go do a line. Yeah, Yanni concert. But we all know it's bullshit. You haven't played your your, your hit single yet. You're not going to leave not playing the hit single. But yet you expect me and the audience to sit there and go... One more song and clap along <laughs> and feet, you know, s- stoke your fucking ego. Yeah. When we all know this is happening. Yeah. It would be, and I, I, I want to go home. I'd really like to go home. And we're just padding this thing with the time in between the encore. Then you have to come back out. We're all going to cheer for you and mm-hmm. then tune up again. Yeah. Do three more songs, leave. Then we do the whole process over again. Yeah. I'd rather just came out and said after like, you know, 90 minutes. All right, we got to take a piss. Uh, we're going to come back in <laughs> 10 minutes. Guys, yeah. go to the bathroom if you need to. We'll come back and we're going to play it for another half hour. Yeah. And then that's it. What is the purpose? Like, What is the heredity of the encore? That is it? Was it actually asking the audience to... Do you think there was ever a point where they left and they came back organically? Or was I, it always sure, theatrical? Yeah. It must have started that way. I mean, I think the Beatles were kind of famous for playing a very tight set. They played 45 minutes and then left. Yeah. And then that was it. That was and it. That, that, and that was, and I think all concerts were like that. And mm-hmm. I bet that there was, they got to a point where someone was like, "Why do we? What if we go back out? What if we blew their mind? Yeah. Like one more straight out of their heads. One more. And then it's like people are starting to leave. We're like, wait a second. <laughs> and then someone got in, got in there. Right. Well, if we start clapping, maybe we'll get them to come back out. <laughs> it's like the Marvel comics scene at the end of the movie, at the end of the credits. Now you have oh, to yeah. stick around until the actual Post lights credit, go yeah, on. That's right. And some bands will even come out after the lights go back on. So now I'm stuck there for another like ten minutes, mm-hmm. making sure that the show's really over <laughs> before I can leave. And now, like I said, it's eleven thirty on a on a weeknight. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm I'm fucked at work. Flock of seagulls played at the Starlight Bowl and. There was oh, no question that Iran was going to be not will not be played until they, after they leave the stage for ten minutes and go do take Geritol or something do like whatever that. Whatever you need to do, yeah. But I'm okay <laughs> with that. But now the now the encore is there's nothing organic about it. Be honest, take the break, and then look. If we're really enthusiastic and we really want you to come back, and you come back, then it does feel like wow, the special thing you guys really appreciated. Our yeah. set, or, and we really appreciated your response to it for th- versus this like stage mm-hmm. bullshit. I would love for, to see that done with a dramatic Broadway play. Like, like they've the, got a thir- like fourth <laughs> act yeah, or something yeah. that if they've the, been hiding. If the audience really likes it, we'll, we'll do another act. 
Shakespeare will come out, <laughs> Hamlet will come out and go, I'm not dead. <laughs> oh, sorry, spoiler, Hamlet dies at the end of Hamlet. Okay, so um, these gentlemen are each uh, locked into the vault. Vault, 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 vault. Stephen Hawking vault. 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 <laughs> vault energy drink? Vault energy drink. Their choices. Um, and uh, so while I um, do a half-assed job of judging who is the best, I'm going to say what my choice is. And that's um, and it's very rampant in Los Angeles. And that's big ticket shows that have 90% of the tickets given away to industry people ahead of time. So I went to go see ACDC, as I'm a big fan. All of the floor of the Coliseum was taken up by... Guys in in dry cleaned denim jeans and they had their arms folded and they're there with their teenage daughters or whatever and they're not bobbing their head or rocking out or having a good time. They're just there because they got free tickets or something like that. So, like when when that happens, your concert isn't filled with fans. It's filled with just people who are there for some kind of demonstration of status or whatever. And that just pissed me off. So you went to an ACDC show and you saw a bunch of people who were basically contractually obligated to be there and yeah. you really want to be there you talking about the band then hey hey high five guy it, michael no yeah, all right. richard <laughs> <laughs> i'll murder you after the podcast um so yeah so people who are there for some kind of status display or something like that like if it's a, if it's a ticket that's those tickets weren't that hard to get but that those seats might have been those ones down on the floor so that was pet peeve. I'll tell you another pet peeve of mine is that when you, the listener, go on uh, to your iPod or your iPhone or you go online to a, a podcast website and you decide that you want to s- listen to a podcast that's about two people competing to, and the one person is going to be the winner and that doesn't happen, it sucks, doesn't it? Well, it didn't happen today. These guys, Michael and Richard... They both have some very similar opinions about um, the concert behavior, and they both made some very compelling arguments. Uh, Michael, opening bands, one of them is ending with a nine-minute opus. People standing uh, in front, especially of his diminutive petite wife. Uh, Cell phone people trying to capture the magnitude and wonderfulness of the show. And then just his own self-loathing choice of being old and just kind of seeing his concert days dwindling out like wine pouring out of a bottle the last drop then richard he you know doesn't agree with michael people who don't know when to stand or sit in the appropriate people pushing to the front people singing along as a kid from kansas city every musician came to kansas city thought they were doing us a favor by singing the song kansas city and they would always ask people to sing along with them sting sings kansas city did anyone ever do kansas city star by, nobody, uh, Roger, Roger Miller. Miller. Nobody ever did that. Nobody ever did that. And then the encore. And you know what? I, as the judge and jury, deem you both have tied today. It's the second time in Mount Rushmore history that there's a tie. Now they have a ceremonial shaking of the hands. Third time. Third time. Is it third but, time? But, but who's keeping score? Oh, I am. Oh, every week. Score. <laughs> you can check that out too. All right, that's a, the third tie. Uh, I, All right, guys, we're done tonight. Thank right. you. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We're not coming. We're back. done, guys. We're not coming back for another pod. I don't know. The lights are out. Are they done? I see the I see the band bus driving away. Do you think they're going to play another one? Oh, man. Los <laughs> Angeles, you sure know how to party. <laughs> hey, we're back. Oh, the concert venue shut down. Hey, uh, talk to you next time. This has been Jeff. This is Richard. This is Michael.
about what? <laughs>